I'm Megan Hale, and you're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a feel-good podcast on creating joy in life, work, and love. Join me every Monday and Thursday for practical tools that speak to the soul to create a life you love. Hi, sisters. It's Transformational Thursday, and we are diving into something super juicy today. It's something that I know we all deal with at one point or another, and it's something that a lot of us struggle with, honestly, especially if we're like in the beginning or middle stages of our spiritual path. So we're talking about a very big concept that interrupts our joy today, which is forgiveness, Well, forgiveness is actually the thing that increases our joy, but when we have regret or guilt or shame, these are the things that interfere with our joy a great deal, and forgiveness is the answer. So about two years ago, I wrote an article for Mind Body Green, um, which was titled 10 Ways to Forgive Yourself and Let Go of the Past, and I wanted to dive into some of these tips Uh, today because I think that they are great exercises for you if there's something that you need to forgive yourself for. And forgiveness is really a way for us to free up our energy from from the past and bring it more into the present. We can carry it on with us into the future. So it's really freeing us and giving us more of a stronger foundation to love ourselves more, to practice more self-compassion, and to really release these things that are really holding us down. Forgiveness is a really powerful tool. Totally is, but it's not necessarily easy, and nor is it something that we're actually taught. So if you have a regret, which I'm sure you do, we all do, um, this episode I hope is going to be very transformative for you. So one of the things where I start with this article, which I'll link to in the show notes, is to become clear on your morals and values as they are right now. And there's a very good reason for this. So the reason most of us feel guilt or shame for actions done in the past is because those actions are not in line with our current morals and values, okay? They don't represent who we are today. So this is what's creating the guilt and the shame to begin with. So if we could go back and act in accordance with the morals and values that we have now, or even the wisdom that we have now, we might have done things differently, okay? But in order for us to understand what's creating this guilt and shame, we need to look back at this past event or this past pattern and really say, you know, why? Why is this feeling like bad for me? Because it's not in accordance with my values, right? So, because I wasn't practicing that value back then, and I wish that I was. So, part of starting to forgive yourself is identifying your morals and values, and you start to get a clearer picture as to why we're hurting over what we've done or what others have done to us, okay? Maybe they weren't practicing a value that was important to us, or maybe we were allowing something that was not in accordance with our morals or values, okay? And this can very, very well be the case. I know I speak from personal experience. <laughs> so the other thing that we can do is we can realize that the past is the past. And this one can be somewhat challenging because, I mean, what we're really doing is understanding that we can't go back and undo what has been done. Um, those things have happened. And in order for us to let the past be the past, we have to accept that. 
We have to accept that these things cannot be changed, that they're part of our makeup now. Um, and these things have actually contributed to the person that we are today. And that's actually a good thing. Um, I have found pain to be just as transformative as love. And pain is totally <laughs> littered throughout shame and guilt. So when we have to practice forgiveness, what we're really doing is we are alchemizing pain into love. So that's why I think that this process is just so powerful. So one of the best tools that I give my clients and I've given myself is to create a redo. And a redo is when we go back and we look at this event that we feel regret over and we say, what would I do differently now with the wisdom that I have now, with the person I am now, with the values that I hold now? And what this does is it allows us to recognize that we've grown. We've grown a lot since then. And if we could go back and do it all over again, we would have done things differently. And I just having this simple awareness of how we would change it, of how, how much more mature we might be about a situation, how much more perspective we might have over the situation, um, how much more kindness and compassion and sympathy and empathy we could have practiced in that situation has been very transformative for me. And I think that it will be very transformative for you too. So part of the forgiveness process is really getting clear on, you know, what would you do differently now? And you offer yourself the chance to do it over, okay? And this is a great sign of growth. So another thing that could be very, very nice and compassionate for yourself is to realize that you did the best that you could. And I would even extend this one step further and realize that other people did the best that they could too. Um, I think oftentimes we beat ourselves up of saying, you know, well, I, I didn't act, you know, I knew better. I knew better. Maybe you did know better at the time, but for whatever reason, you were doing the best that you could on that day with whatever else you had going on. Uh, maybe you hadn't been taking care of yourself, and so you were tired and worn down, and you were emotionally shot, and so you spoke out of anger, and it came across very hurtful to somebody, right? So maybe that was the best that you could do at that time based on all of these other variables that were going on, all right? And maybe if somebody did something bad to you or hurtful to you, they might have had a lot of other variables going on too. Maybe they regret what they said or did, right? Maybe they have to go back and do a redo for themselves or realize if, if they were acting with their morals and values, they would have done something differently, okay? So almost like giving yourself the benefit of the doubt and giving the other person the benefit of the doubt can be really life-changing and creating more acceptance and more compassion for the situation itself, okay? Um, another thing um, I, was, I was thinking about this as I was reading Love Warrior. And I don't know. <laughs> I know I've been talking about this book forever, but it's like so, so powerful. And if you've not read it, please come and join me for the 30 days. Um, I'm just going to keep that ongoing because I think this just has so much great content in it. But I have started thinking about like um, this concept of redemption. And redemption is kind of like forgiveness. And from a spiritual basis, um, you know, let's talk about like the Catholic faith, for instance. Um, you know, repenting is something that's really big in, in that faith. Um, my mom grew up Catholic, so, and I grew up Episcopalian, so this concept is kind of like personal for me, right, of repenting for your sins. And I, I was going back, um, just reflecting on my own life and why asking for forgiveness never really felt good um, for me when I was an adolescent. 
And the reason why is because the action that I was apologizing for wasn't changing. So I was asking for forgiveness, yet continuing to do the same thing over and over again. And so it didn't really make a whole lot of sense for me to keep on asking for forgiveness when I wasn't really ready to change. And so I figured out that one of the biggest missing links here for us to forgive ourselves is that we have to start acting in accordance with our morals and values. We have to start living them now. We have to change the pattern that is creating this guilt and shame to begin with. When we don't change the pattern, it's going to be really hard for us to forgive ourselves because we're not going to feel that we're worthy of forgiveness. Okay. And so depending on where you are in your journey, this may be a powerful tool or you might've already done this, but when we start living from our morals and values, this is what creates congruency. This is what creates authenticity. This is what really creates empowerment where we feel like we're living true to who we are. And I often ask my clients, you know, if I were to, so especially when we're like doing like getting clear on our values, right? I ask them the question, if I were to open up your life and I'm peering down from above, what, what would I know about your values just based on what you're doing? Like, how are you actively like living your values? What actions are you taking that are demonstrating that this value is important to you? Okay. I'll give you an example. If one of your values is health. Okay. And I'm up above and I'm like peering into your life and pulling back you know, the, the top of your life and I'm looking down at it and I'm seeing you um, eat like crap. You're not doing anything active. You're not going to your doctor's visits. You're not going to the dentist. You aren't practicing spirituality. You aren't um, doing some stress management stuff. And yet your value is health. I'm going to be like, where is that? <laughs> I'm not seeing where the health is here um, because I'm not seeing you actively practice that value. So when we don't have action behind a value, there's an incongruency here and this can create a lot of guilt. And what the self-talk usually sounds like is like, well, I should be doing this. I should be working out. I should be eating better. But because you're not, you're feeling worse and worse and worse that you aren't doing it. So when we start changing that and start bringing our actions in line with our values, this totally shifts how good we feel about ourselves because we're actively doing something different. We're actively living from this place of our morals and what's important to us. This is what helps us just create the kind of life that we want to have that is unique to what we prioritize, okay? So when we're talking about forgiveness, if you aren't actively changing the pattern, it's going to be really hard for you to feel that you're worthy of forgiveness in the first place. So another part of working on forgiveness is that you have to create change to be the person that you want to be, okay? Because if we keep on asking for forgiveness from ourselves, but we're not doing anything differently, we're kind of missing the boat. Hope that makes sense. So another thing that you can do is you can identify your biggest regrets, okay? So here's the thing that I've noticed. Um, back when I was, um, I, I would say like knee deep in my addiction when I was a teenager, um, that I would keep getting stuck in the same old patterns. And like one of my patterns was lying. I would lie to my parents about everything, like even things I didn't have to lie about. Um, <laughs> and I don't know why. I think I was so anxious about getting caught in a lie that I would like make sure that all my lies matched up and it turned into this really uh, messy web where I had to keep 
keep everything straight and on track of like, well, what did I tell them where I was that day and who I was with? And like, let me make sure this all matches up so I don't get caught. It was an incredibly stressful time in my life. Like, oh my gosh. So when I went back to do the forgiveness work of lying to my parents, when I thought about every single lie I had told, I mean, that was completely overwhelming. Like to forgive myself for every single instance that I did that is like, I mean, I don't even know if it's possible. I don't even know how many lies I told. I mean, <laughs> I didn't keep a running journal of all of this. Maybe I should. It would have helped me <laughs> keep things on track a little bit better. So when I went back to do this, I noticed that it wasn't that I needed to forgive myself for every single lie. I needed to forgive myself for the pattern of lying. And what this does is it makes things a little bit more manageable. If you've ever gone through addiction, you know that you do a lot of things that you wouldn't have done normally. You say a lot of things that you would not normally say. You think a lot of things that you wouldn't normally think because the drugs and alcohol, they alter who you are, right? So when I had to go back and forgive myself for a lot of the actions that I did back then, it was a very overwhelming experience because I felt like there was just so much stuff that I had screwed up. So much stuff that I screwed up. But when I started looking at the patterns and why I did those patterns, it helped me gain much more perspective over this and say, okay, so I don't need to forgive every single instance. All I need to do is forgive the pattern of saying, I understand why you lied back then, right? I understand why you acted out back then. And when I could look at the pattern itself, it became a whole lot more manageable. And the other piece of that is kind of what we just talked about, uh, making sure I'm living with my morals and values now. So if lying is something that is creating a lot of regret and shame for me, the opposite value of that is honesty. And so making sure that I'm living from an honest place now is the other ticket to freedom when we talk about that, okay? So if you have a lot of things in your past that you're trying to forgive yourself for and you're like, I don't even know where to start. I just feel like it's this whole big mountain of shit that I have done wrong. <laughs> and I don't, it just feels insurmountable. Break down the patterns that are really creating the guilt because I think you'll find it a lot more manageable, okay? Um, another thing that I would point out is the, to really tackle the big ones. So when you're looking at your patterns, you might find that there are some very key experiences in your past that really stick out to you. And those are the ones that are creating a shit storm of shame. Okay. And so when I look back at the lying, for instance, like there were a few key lies that really stand out to me. And so I encourage you to tackle the big ones, tackle those big ones, um, because that's, that's one of the ones that's creating the whole shitstorm to begin with. And if you can tackle that one, all of the smaller things, the pattern itself actually gets a whole lot more easier to forgive too. Okay. So it's just part of like clearing your conscience. And it might mean that you <laughs> bring this regret into the room and apologize for your past mistakes. And that might mean owning up to stuff with people, right? Having conversations about these big ones. Um, usually for me, um, the big ones are always personal. And not only personal to me, but I feel like I really personally hurt somebody else. And so actually making an amends can sometimes be really helpful in clearing your side of the street when it comes to forgiveness. And I know that that can be incredibly vulnerable, but it's also very courageous. And sometimes in, in, my, in my life, I've gone back, like I'm talking about stuff that was like five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 15 years had passed from this regret that I had. It was a big one that I had with my older brother. 
And I, I finally was like, Hey, like this has just been weighing on me. I know this was so long ago. I was a different person then I was like 15 years old when this happened, but it was just bothering me so much that I wanted to clear my side of the street so I could forgive myself. So I had a conversation with him. I said, Hey, look, I know I said a lot of hurtful things that day. And I just wanted you to know that I'm sorry. And I would never say those things to you today. And I hope that you can forgive me. And he was like, what are you talking about? Like, that was so long ago. I'm like, I know, but like sometimes stuff like this, it just weighs on you. So if you have any of those things, like, honestly, I feel like it's so easy for us to be like, oh, I mean, it's not that big a deal. It was so long ago. I should be over it. Like, this isn't going to make that big of a difference. Actually give it a shot because you might be surprised at how much lighter you feel when you confront it head on. Okay. So lastly, let's just kind of wrap up because I know we're kind of, I don't want to <laughs> these episodes to get too long, but I really want you to cut yourself some slack and it goes back to realizing you did the best you could. You know, forgiveness is, is like a muscle and we have to practice it. We're not going to be perfect at it at all times. Forgiveness can be kind of messy. And what it really is, is practicing more compassion and more self-love. And, you know, we talked about that a few weeks ago on the podcast of how we really start practicing more compassion and speaking to ourselves with love and kindness. But I honestly think if you go through the previous steps that I have mentioned, you're going to find compassion a whole lot easier because there's a lot of good exercises in that um, of realizing that, you know, if you could go back now and do it again, you'd probably do things a lot differently. And that just that wisdom alone can honestly free up a lot of energy that is being tied down with guilt and shame. So forgiveness, you guys, this is, this is major. Um, and we're kind of more or less talking about self-forgiveness today, but even just forgiving others who've hurt you is incredibly important too. I think that when we are holding a grudge, it's like letting somebody live rent-free in our head. So anytime we can work on forgiveness um, from others and really releasing them, it releases hurt releases hurt. And this is what alchemizes pain into love. And the more pain we can alchemize, oh my gosh, the more freer we become. And it's really like we clean up our past. And this is what allows us, I think, to live from a regret-free place and realizing that all of the experiences you've gone through have made you who you are. And in this sense, this is a very empowering belief and a very empowering place to live from. So if you know somebody that is struggling with, with a grudge or a past hurt or is still beating up on themselves for something, anything from the past, please pass this episode on to them. I'm gonna include the link from this article that I wrote uh, for you to dig in a little bit deeper. But man, forgiveness, you guys, it's life-changing. So we're going to be talking about this concept in the 30 Days of Love Warrior. If you haven't joined yet, come on, even if it's late. It does not matter. Um, there's so many powerful concepts on how we live from a place of love. So I will include that in the show notes. And I will see you guys for another Motivational Monday in just a few days. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.